All right. Hello and welcome everyone to another Chat and Learn here with Power to Fly. My name is Mariella Marie and as always, super excited to roll into this next hour with you all. Our guest speaker is calling from New York City. I'm calling from Patagonia in Argentina. We've got folks calling from all over. I'm just going to run down this chat box and give a shout out here. If you're just joining us, go ahead and write in the chat box and I'll get to the end uh, by the time hopefully you've written in the chat box if you're just joining. So we've got Atlanta representing New Jersey, uh, Virginia, New York City, Sweden, Colorado, Boulder, uh, Boulder, Colorado, San Francisco, California. We've got Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Chicago, California, Boston, Florida, LA, Jersey, uh, Ontario, Canada, Minnesota, Austin, Texas, DC, Richmond, Berlin. Awesome. Um, I'm going to keep going. Portland, Oregon, Paris, France, uh, Texas, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Washington. Awesome. So as we see, we are a pretty global community here. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you everyone for taking the time out of your busy schedules to join us for the hour. Um, as you all know, this is a very important topic. So before we uh, officially start, before I, I introduce our guest speaker, I just want to go over some housekeeping rules so that we all feel comfortable and confident in this next hour. Um, if you have joined a previous chat, you, you might know that uh, we are on a different uh, platform. We're using Bevy now, we're not using Zoom. Um, so things are gonna work out a little differently here. As always, I would love to hear um, what you wanna share. Uh, you know, I wanna hear your voice. So if you do wanna come off of mute, it will be a little different from us uh, having the chats on Zoom. So you can write a plus one in the general chat if you wanna come off of mute to voice your thoughts or question and I will give you access to do that to join Marie our guest speaker and I here live um, otherwise you can uh, of course always utilize the chat box write your reflections write your questions write your dreams that you had last night we want to hear from you um, we will uh, utilize also the Q&A tab so if you have any questions you can write them in the Q&A tab um, that will give folks an opportunity to upvote uh, the Q&A's that we have there so I'll read whichever you know questions are having the most upvotes also, you have submitted some great questions offline, so we'll roll through those questions as well. Um, and if you hear your question um, you know, vocalized by me, go ahead and let me know if that's your question. If you want me to dive in um, you know, and ask anything else, you can hop off mute again, let me know. Um, and then the last thing that I wanna say is you, if you do hop off mute, you will be um, recorded as this is being recorded and we will feature this on Power to Fly. So your beautiful voice will be featured in our, in our live recording. I know that everyone is multitasking these days. We live in a, in a world where everyone is multitasking all the time but again I invite you all to be present with us uh, so that you can take notes you can share your voice uh, in time and in tune with us and I that's my that's my spiel uh, now I'm going to move on to introduce our guest speaker actually I'm not going to read what's on the screen Marie I'm gonna pass the mic to you let us know a little bit about yourself how you came to learn about power to fly and what you're excited to share with us today um, yeah, thanks. And thank you for uh, inviting me to be here. I'm so uh, just honored to be to have this hour with you all. Um, I am from New York City. I'm a mom of two boys. Um, I am the founder, co-founder of Esteem. Um, I've always done work in social impact. Uh, I also worked in the nonprofit um, world in program management, uh, community development, and uh, particularly within the military community. Uh, my husband retired from the army, so I, um, you know, I think more so than what's, you know, in my bio is I'm human and I'm a woman and I can relate to so much that we're all going through in this pandemic. So. I'm just, like I said, honored to be here. And so, ready for the questions? Ready to take it away? 
Awesome. So I know that uh, just so that we can have just kind of like a high level, you know, what we are going to be walking through today. Uh, Marie, I'd love for you to cover what's on the screen now and then I will stop presenting and I'll just put um, our faces on the screen here. Sure. Um, so the principal themes for today's conversation, learn to create a toolkit for your support system. And this is so important because anyone with a chronic illness knows that without a support system, it can be so detrimental to everything else. Um, staying productive even when you're feeling sick. And I, I'm gonna emphasize that staying productive is not the same as pushing yourself when you're not feeling well. So I just wanna um, make sure we talk about that and how to manage your health without compromising your work performance. And I know that that is a, you know, that is really kind of an area that is difficult to balance. And none of this is about really balancing, but really about what's best for you and how to take care of yourself in order for you to be present, in order for you to be able to take care of others and um, feel that you are um, doing your best. So that's it. Absolutely. Great. So thank you for sharing that, Marie, that that high level, um, you know, um, breakdown of what you're going to be go over, going over today. Let's start off with some of the questions that folks have submitted offline. And I'll keep my eye on the chat box so that if folks have any questions that come up in the moment, I will flag those to you as well. So this first question is, would love to hear more about your journey. Could you share how you managed to overcome your chronic illness? And how did you manage the workload of a startup while not compromising your health? Ooh, that's a, that's a that's a loaded question. It's a big question. Um, I would say I'm still managing it, and, and it's interesting because just last week I had to go. So I have an autoimmune uh, disease. It's known as scleroderma, and for some people it affects their skin and it makes it really it gets hard, um, and um, it affects other organs. For me, it has affected my lungs. So what it is is that. Um, slowly my lungs are starting to harden because of that. And um, one of the things I had to do is I, you know, I have to do a, um, a treatment that's an infusion every six months. So I just did it Thursday, as a matter of fact. Um, so one of the things is I've had to learn to be honest that I can't, you know, this is what's happening in my life. This is where I am now. And it's taken me five years. First of all, it took me three years to get the right diagnosis. Let's start there. And it's taken me five years to get to a point where I um, can finally say, you know what, this is what I can do. This is what I can do. And with a startup, I'm honest with my co-founder. I will tell him today's not a good day. You know, I cannot do it. And I will prepare him and say, you know what, this is what's coming up. I need you to know this and I won't be available. And I make sure that I set those boundaries with him so that he's clear, you know, that I'm not leaving him in the dark, but at the same time, I'm also respecting my own privacy because I don't necessarily have to go into everything with him, but he has to understand if I'm not feeling well, this is, you know, this is the limit I have right now. And, um, and what's my capacity <laughs> of what I can handle? So I'd love to dive in deeper there because I feel like uh, a lot of folks, especially these days, are struggling with how to set healthy boundaries. Um, and so let's how to communicate and, uh, efficiently and how to set those healthy boundaries. So this question that was submitted uh -huh. offline, 
uh, reads, how do you communicate and get the support you need when it's hard to articulate what you're experiencing without sounding like you're making excuses? Yeah, and I think one of the things is really setting up for yourself you know, what are, you know, knowing if I'm going to have a flare up, if I'm going to, you know, depending on what you are, um, the medical condition that you're dealing with, having things in place and knowing, you know what, I have these flare ups or I don't know when I'm going to have them, but let me prepare people so that they know these, you know, like these two weeks, I'm great. These two weeks, I'm not. Um, setting a time schedule, working with, if you're working with a team, then really talking to your team about, you know what, you don't have to disclose everything. That's up to you. But you have you should have, let them know that here's um, sometimes I'm not feeling well, so I need you to know, but I'm going to do my best to prepare you for this. So I'm going to either set up so that anything that they have a question about, you already have the, the responses set up for them. Or if it's work that needs to do, set up a time where you say, I can't do it now. Here's when it's going to be. Um, able to be completed. If something has a deadline and you feel like you're about to have a flare-up, have that talk with whoever you report to and let them know, look, this is really, I know this is a very important project, but right now I know my, my health is really important to me. And if you want me to bring my best, I really need to take a day or two and, and manage this. And then I can really contribute to the team. Making sure that Everyone understands that it's not an excuse. This is true. And this could be difficult, particularly when you have an invisible disease where people see you and they say, well, you look healthy, you look fine. That's not the point. The point is how you feel. And the point is that you, as long as you don't leave anyone hanging and that you are um, staying accountable for the, the work that you need to get done, that's all that matters. And if somebody tries to use that against you, make sure you're taking note of that so that you can properly you know, talk about it with HR because this is your right. You shouldn't have anyone let you feel like you should push more than you can because you're really going to do something that affects your health even more. Just to throw a curveball your way, what if the company or the startup does not have an HR department? And you know what? And that happens. I would speak to the person I report to um, or speak to the founder. Honestly, if you don't feel, and I had to do this, and this was, um, trust me, I'm not saying this is an easy decision. I worked for an organization that promoted and talked about empowering women and balancing life. This was a company that was 95% women. They they were so, so not um, compassionate. They weren't, um, they didn't give me anything that I asked for. So I had to learn that, okay, if I want to stay here, then it's going to affect my health. It's going to affect my mental well-being. I made the decision to leave. It's not easy. Trust me. It was a big financial decision to make, but I knew that if I stayed there, it wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to be the person that I know I could be. And I didn't have that support. So you have to ask yourself, if you're in a company and you come there and you're saying, look, if you feel comfortable letting your supervisor know, I do have a chronic illness and this is what um, how it affects me. I just want you to be mindful of this. And I just wanted to put this on the table. Depending on the, re the response you get, you have to know what your next step is. It's not worth any job to stay 
somewhere where someone is not going to care about you. They have to care about you as a human, as a person, before as an employee. And if that's what they, that matters to them, that's not the right place for you. And I have to say that it is not easy, but you have to make, you have to put yourself first. And that's the hardest thing to do when you have a chronic illness is putting yourself first. Yes. And to make sure that they uh, are practicing what they preach, right? So not just saying that we care about our employees, but showing you and making you feel that you don't have to compromise your health uh, and then a potentially, uh, you know, enter into a burnout situation on top exactly. of having a chronic illness, on top of a global pandemic. And it's like, I love that you're pointing us back to, you know, take care of yourself first, because then yeah. you're, you're, you're standing on solid ground. Um, I do yeah. have some and questions. I, had a burnout. I can say that I literally, I literally had a burnout and I had like just a meltdown right before we were doing like an event for the job. And it was because the people I, the women I reported to just came to me knowing that I'm under stress and knowing that I can get a flare up just from being so stressed out. And um, I just was like, really, this is the time you want to do this? And I knew then I was like, I can't work with these. I cannot do this. I cannot work. First of all, you're being a, hip a hypocrite because you're presenting to be, you know, for women and you're not. So I had to really make that decision. And you have to. I'm, this is not the time to think about I'm being selfish. It's not being selfish. It's putting yourself first. You are important to your family, to your loved ones, and you have to think about yourself before anything else. No company is worth that. Not even my startup, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yes, I love that you're directing everyone to think for themselves. And of course, it's not in a selfish way. It's in a, in a self-respecting way, right? You have to respect yourself by setting boundaries, making sure someone says, don't miss doctor doctor's appointments and treatments for the sake of work. I'm sure you can chime in on that. Um, we've got folks writing 1000% agree with you. This is so moving to hear. Um, I just want to also let everyone know that we do have the general chat that I would love for you to continue writing in. And also, if you just look up to the right, general, there's another tab that says Q&A. So I would love for you all to write your Q&As there, your questions there, so that everyone who's joining us live, we've got about 60 something, almost 70 folks joining us live, they can upvote um, your question if they have the same question so that we can make sure that we are tackling the questions um, that we have. At least we have 45 minutes left, so we want to try to maximize our time yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> time is already going by really quickly. I do want to flag um, just someone has written here in the chat and I was going to move to this next question that was submitted offline. Um, at what time do you speak? Like, Let's talk about the interview process and let's talk about um, if you're already in the role. So this question that was submitted offline says, how and when in the process of applying for a new job would you discuss your chronic illness? And someone in the chat box writes uh, as well, um, let me find it here. At what point should you bring it up uh, to your to your company about your chronic illness? Um, I would say for the interview, I would ask questions first. I would ask questions because you don't you don't need to disclose it during an interview because again, we know all the bias that we don't know who we're, this person is and how they're going to respond to what we're saying. So ask the questions about you know what type, you know, the hiring manager, what type of person are they, you know, how do they manage with their employees if an employees have um, sick days that they need to, these are questions that you can ask. I think people sometimes feel like it looks like I'm, you know, asking just for what are the incentives or what I'm going to get out of the job. 
ask the questions and get to know the hiring manager. Always know that an interview is a two-way process. It's not just them interviewing you. You're interviewing them to find out, is this a right fit for me? Is this? And when, again, I say when you add the layer of having a chronic illness, it changes the scope of everything. So it's not the same as if I want to work for this great company and I know I'm, you know, this is my dream company. It may be, but when you get there, it may be a nightmare for you as a person with a chronic illness. So ask those questions about, and it doesn't have to be directed about healthcare coverage, but just getting to know the person, like how do you manage with a team if someone has responsibilities or um, there's things that take them out of being able to contribute, just getting to know what is it, you know, how does this person work? How do they feel and how are they gonna be with me? Cause I don't wanna be, you don't want that stress. You don't want to have that stress and get into the job. So start to find out a little bit more. Go to Glassdoor. Um, ask them if you can have a an informal kind of interview with someone. I would even do that before an interview. See if there's someone on LinkedIn you can connect with and say, hey, I just want to have an informal interview. Just want to find out a little bit more about this company I'm thinking of, of applying. Get to know. Start to read and see because things will pop up. Right now with social media, Nothing is sacred in that they can cover it. So use Glassdoor. You, um, I know there's another site, but also speak to employees and find out what that company is like. Um, and I'm sorry, I was talking. I forgot the second part of it was uh, if you're already in the situation. Um, I would say I would definitely speak to your supervisor. If you if you have a good relationship with your supervisor and let them know that this is being told, told to them in privacy, like this is not something you're ready to disclose to your team. No one should force you to disclose anything you're not ready to. So if you don't feel comfortable, then don't. But you should let them know that, hey, here's some things that are gonna come up. I'm gonna have doctor's appointments. Put them on your calendar. If you know you have, you know, because with chronic, especially autoimmune, you just have these doctor's appointments. Put them on your calendar and make sure that you block off, you can't have meetings. And you don't have to put it as a doctor's appointment if you don't want other team members to know, just say, I'm out of the office. But let your supervisor know. Make sure that um, anything that you have said, and then follow up with an email. Have everything in writing so they can't say that you never said anything. So you say, hey, just wanna remind you that as we discuss, Here's the blah, 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 the preliminary, you know, whatever we, we talked about. Always have it in writing so that you can always go back to it in case somebody said you never mentioned it. Have that, have everything that you're going to need set up so that it, it's hard, but you got to protect yourself. I think you're on mute. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I hear you. I was just trying to the further so that you finish that that statement. I love that you're saying, you know, accountability to make sure you have things in writing um, so that if, you know, at any later point, you know, people want crazy, you can say, hey, you know, I get, um, yeah. and also well, using the calendar to your advantage, you know, something, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's upvoted about seven times. So I want to just cover this. You've, you've basically covered this, but I want to make sure that you give the green on this. I have always wondered, is it a good idea to disclose this in the interview process? Sure. Expectations are clear. Um, you know what? I think that is a really, it's a personal decision. I personally don't want to disclose it. And, and the reason is 
is that, again, I see it from my, and, and this is from my perspective. I'm already a black woman. I already have enough bias to deal with. I don't want to add that to it. I don't want to add now that somebody's thinking that I am not going to contribute. And I'm a parent. So let's let's talk about that. So they're already thinking she's going to take time off to take for kids, right? Or whatever. She's a woman. That there's a chance this, this, or the other. So I already have the, all that bias coming at me. I don't want to add that to it. But I, you know, as I said, when I joined with my co-founder, I didn't tell him this. I, when we started, I said, after we started, I said to him, look, I need you to know this. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm being secretive or that I was trying to trick, but this is your person, this is your life. And so you, no one can force you, like I said, it's not like you're, you're not putting anyone in harm's way by not disclosing. You're not doing anything that's going to bring them because honestly, if you have health insurance, they're going to know like, you know, your HR department knows based on your health coverage and, and what's covered and, and what's probably being submitted. So that's not the point of it. But you're not you're not doing anything that's going to affect negatively the, com the company negatively. So. Don't think about, oh, I have to tell them because then I'm going to feel bad. We deal with so much of that guilt. No, it's not about them. I'm going to keep saying it. It's always about you. And, and that is the hardest thing to do, but it is about you. And it's about what's best for you. And so not telling them, it's not harming them. It's, it's very different than saying you had like, you know, you have a false identity and then you're pretending to be someone else or that. Even with, you know, right now they even changed the laws for people who have um, a criminal background. They don't have to disclose it. So you don't don't feel that this is something that, oh, my God, I feel guilty if I don't say anything. No. The guilt should not be in that area at all. Yes. At all. Yes. Empower yourself, if anything. Right. Thank you so much for that reminder. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a question here that's that's got a couple of upvotes. Let's say your company supports your chronic condition, but teammates or peers are pushing to get your role because you are out often. How do you prevent this from occurring, even if even if you are still performing at a high level? Um, again, in writing, you need to keep a note of all the accomplishments, everything that you've done. Anytime that you, if you're outperforming, let's say you're in sales, you you have outperformed your sales goals. Make a mental note of it, the date, this is what happened. Always have everything and send that email to yourself or print it out, whatever you have. Make sure you have a hard copy of everything that you've done. That's one. With teammates, I, it, that can be very difficult. You don't have to, again, it's not something you have to disclose to them, but if you're, go to the person that you're all reporting to. If this person feels that the work that you're doing exceeds what their expectations, and even if it meets, it doesn't have to exceed, that's all that matters. And you have to make sure that they are going to support you. And you have to let them know, look, this is what's happening, and I need to know that you're going to support me in this. And then again, you got to put that in writing because it's very easy to say, oh, we had this conversation. I don't remember. No, on such such date, we talked about this. This is the these are the challenges I'm facing with my team. Then with your team, you can have a conversation to say, 
what is it, what expectations do you feel that are not being met by me being out, by me being, um, having doctor's appointments or, or not feeling well? What is it that you feel I am not contributing to? Put it back on them to tell you. It's not on you to figure it out for them. If there's something that they feel that you're not bringing and you're not um, carrying your weight, what is it? Let's talk about it. Tell me what it is. And let's find a plan that works for all of us. Just ask them to tell you. you that's, their, that's their responsibility. It's not your responsibility. And I just want this conversation to be about empowering because I know how disempowering this could be. So I've been in that position. So now I'm telling you, empower yourself, protect yourself, have everything ready, but put it back on the team to tell you where they feel that you're not contributing and how would they like you to contribute and make sure again, it's all in writing. Keep track of all your accomplishments because that's going to come back and you want to be able to articulate it and break it down. One, two, three. Here's what I've done in the last three months while being sick. Now what? <laughs> you know? Yes. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Thank you for that, for that detailed response, Marie. I have a private question here that I'd like to keep anonymous. Could Marie share advice for a workplace Me Too survivor who is still experiencing post-traumatic stress in a new environment, for example, panic attacks due to past abuse. It can be hard to ask for a new employer's support when you don't want to disclose why you are struggling. Ooh, and, and you know, um, I'm going to send love out to you because I know that that must be so difficult. So I really hope that um, you're having a good day today. Um, I would say... If this place, and I, I'm not sure if they're still, if this is, if anything in the current company is triggering that stress. So I'm, I'm wondering if there's something that is bringing up um, this kind of trauma. And then to think about um, why, like what is happening? First, you have to understand what is happening right now. Is there something that, that triggered that, that is making me feel that way? Because sometimes, it can just be the way somebody speaks to you, um, the way something just, just the way people are interacting with you or engaging. And right now we're in a pandemic, so it makes it even more difficult. So start to really identify what is happening. Is it, because especially like if you're communicating via email um, or Slack, sometimes the, what what's the word? Like how you want to express yourself is not coming out the right way. So maybe, that could be it too. So it's finding out what is exactly that is causing this feeling. Um, I would say, depending on how supportive that company is, because honestly, this is really the key. I wouldn't disclose that social anxiety if you're if you're already feeling that you're not in a safe and trusted space. Because if it doesn't sound like you feel like you're in a safe and trusted space, and I could be wrong, and you know. If you're comfortable, you can feel free to email me offline and maybe we can have a conversation. But if you're not feeling that you're in a trusted space already, I would be very careful with talking about anything that may trigger some more you know, anxiety because they're not compassionate or they're just um, focused on the work and not the, the, the person. 
So um, really think about that and, and see where, who these, you know, who, who are you working with and, and what, what do they care about? Because I think that's key. And I hope, you know, you're okay and, and things get better for you. This is a great moment for you to share uh, how you would like folks to be in touch with you after we end this conversation in case you want this person who wrote me anonymously to reach out to you. So, Marie, how can we be in touch with you and also support the good work that you're doing? Sure. So um, if you want to reach out, I'll give you my personal email because I think um, this is a personal thing and trust that this is not something I'm going to disclose and you don't even have the you know, if you just want to put your first name, it's mmroker at gmail.com. And, you know, I am saying this and I do mean it. Uh, I, I know what that's like and I know how lonely it could be. And I know how um, just scary it could be too. You know, I had to, when I, my doctor wasn't sure what was happening. I had to see a hematologist. I had to see all these different specialists because they thought it was um, multiple, you know, my own. They didn't know what it was. And so I dealt with that alone because my husband was deployed. So I had to process all this. So I know what that's like. So I want to just extend that, that if somebody has something that, you know, they want to talk about and if I can help you in any way or at least provide you a resource, I'm happy to. So thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, Marie. And also, uh, I love putting these things into practice as we have these chats, you know, especially very sensitive chats uh, as, as the one we're having now. I know we have a lot of live callers here joining us. So if anyone, you know, wants to um, include in the general chat box their preferred way of, of connecting, whether it be LinkedIn or your website or your email, go ahead and write that in the general chat so that folks who are here live with us, you know, maybe uh, can reach out to you or, or we can, you know, start to have some accountability partners or maybe do some mock interviews before you go to a big company and you, you know, how do I express this part of myself if I decide to do that and get some feedback. So go ahead and write in the chat chat box, your preferred way of connecting. Yeah. Just just putting things into practice. (laughs) Yeah. And it it helps. Trust me. I feel like when, when you know someone else is going through it and they understand, you can, you breathe like a sigh of relief, like, yeah, you get it. You know what this is like. So um, don't feel you have to be alone and don't think um, uh, there's not people out there that understand. And a lot of times we're in hiding because people, I think the stigma around chronic illness makes people think, oh gosh, you're frail or whatever. Yeah, those so more, so more bias, much- more bias comes up. You're you're completely right. Oh, yeah. You don't oh, want yeah. to add that to I the pool bias. To <laughs> Can I share this? Absolutely. The, uh, the most interesting, I mean, the two things I've heard, and and probably some of you have heard this is one, you don't look sick. Got that? Okay. Well, I feel it. Uh, trust me. The second was somebody said, "Oh, I know somebody who had that and passed away from it." Like. Thank you. So, you know, you hear these, it's, I feel like it's, you know what, I feel like there's Marie before diagnosis and there's Marie after. And I've had to learn to be a little bit more, um, uh, I guess, more protective of myself, one, and just thicker skin. I mean, it's not 
100% there, but I've learned to just not let what people say to me. And that's a lot of times why people don't say anything too, because of the remarks people make. So a lot of times we keep things to ourselves because people are going to want to relate to us by telling us they knew somebody who had it and passed away. And we're like, I didn't need to hear that. Or they know somebody who has it and they're fine. I don't need to hear that too, because it's two different things. And especially in this pandemic, it's difficult. So. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your journey. I can't, I can't say enough. I really appreciate you. And I know our live callers do as well. I just want to make sure that uh, for those of you who might have joined late, um, if you have any questions that you would like to uh, be raised here, there's a Q&A tab. I would love for you to, instead of writing those questions in the general chat, you can write your questions in the Q&A tab so that all the people who are joining us live can upvote, um, you know, and if they are in sync and aligned with your questions so we can get those questions answered. Um, with that said, um, I've got some a couple of questions here that have been upvoted a few times. Um, how have you found a meaningful work that aligns with yourself and your illness? Oh, I love that question. Um, I think I've always been about social impact and giving back. So for me, it's stepping outside of what I'm dealing with to help someone else. That helps me, really. Um, so. For me, it's looking at um, women in tech, women who um, BIPOC in tech that are having that are having challenges with getting um, their career started or just advancing their career, and understanding that and giving that time of myself, um, but also setting those boundaries because I also have a tendency to. Um, want to care for and protect and take care of others. So I've had to learn to that I can't do that, that I can only do so much and I can now connect somebody to a resource or someone else that it's not my job to like necessarily, you know, protect this person and, and take them into my fold. Um, you could still be kind without giving all of yourself because I think that's the part that, that becomes a challenge. Um, so yeah, I... You know, I, I, I think doing this work keeps me busy mentally, too, so that um, I don't sit there and think about all thoughts come to your mind, especially as a mother. I'm like, you know, I'm always thinking about the future and hopefully, you know, want to be there for my kids and all that. So and when those thoughts start to come, I'm glad I have something that keeps me busy and helps me to give back to someone else that may be dealing with something totally different from what I'm dealing with. Absolutely. Thank you, Marie. So I just want to flag to everyone because I've got some folks uh, writing me privately um, asking for your email again. So you will, everyone who's joined us live will get a rewatch email and we will include, you know, uh, the way to get in touch with Marie and any resources that she wants to add in that rewatch email along with the link to rewatch this video. But Marie, can you just shout out again your personal email for, for those oh, sure. who didn't get it? Mm -hmm. Sure. It's M-M-R-O- K-E-R at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you for that. All right. So here's another question that has been upvoted a couple of times. Are there any online resources that you would recommend on requesting accommodations and or communicating with your manager or HR? Um, you know, I do know there's some resources I can share those with you so that you can share with the link because I know that there's some resources I personally, because I'm I have a startup. I haven't really checked into um, those resources, but there's a lot um, of information where you can 
first of all, know what for your state, the laws that apply, um, what employers can and cannot do or ask you um, and supports. I know that's like a mighty network that, that there's different support groups too. Um, I'm part of a really great one on Facebook is called RA Chicks. And even though I don't, it's so many different women with autoimmune, but I love that um, the questions they ask. And sometimes I, I ask a question and, and I feel like, okay, they get it and they respond. And so even questions about drugs or whatever my doctor's prescribing and, and finding out if other people have had, you know, taken it and things like that. So it, it's, there's some really great groups out there and I really particularly like um, RA Chicks and it's on Facebook. So um, I, I should mention that in case anyone's looking for it. Awesome. Awesome. So I, everyone, we will totally add these re resources in the rewatch email. So Marie is going to answer that question a little more in depth through the rewatch email. Yeah. So keep, keep your eye out for that. Um, I see a lot of great chatter uh, in the general chat box. So keep that going. I see people supporting each other, which is yeah. why I wanted folks to drop their preferred way of connecting so that you can continue these conversations after we finish this uh, live chat here, which we have about 20 minutes left. I told you all that time would fly. Yeah. So again, if anyone, if anyone has any more questions, um, I'm, I'm going to try to get to the, to the questions we have here in the Q&A slot, add them here and upvote them. So for now, we've got uh, one that's been upvoted a few times. I'll go on to this one. So Kate sure. writes, there are a lot of disabilities that are made worse by stress. Any recommendations on what are some reasonable boundaries to set and discuss with your manager and HR? I know you've went over a couple in the beginning, but maybe you can yeah. dive in deeper on this question. I would say for you, you have to make it personalized, right? You have to really look at what is it that I need and, and think about this. This is something that you have to think of it as like your playbook, right? Um, or your toolkit that you're going to hand over to them. So what do I need? Is it, you know, I've, and I've seen different people talk, commenting on uh, some of the autoimmune um, uh, illnesses that they deal with. What, when you have a flare up, how does that feel for you? Not that you have to write it out, but knowing what that's like, what is it that you're going to need in that time? Is it going to be three days off, a week off? Um, and again, you can't plan for it and you can put that in. I cannot tell you when I'm going to have a flare-up because I can't. It's stress-induced. So I could have a great two weeks or three weeks, and out of the blue, because I worked so hard, I'm out. I cannot do it. And letting them understand that this is how it is. This is not me making this up. This is how it is. If there's people that really, like if you have a manager that really doesn't understand, you know what, some of those resources I'm going to share, share it with them and put that in your little toolkit. If you'd like to find out a little bit more, here's, here's some resources. Let them do that homework because for you, you have to let them know this is what I need and I need your support. As long as I am meeting, again, the expectations of the work, I am doing the work that you hired me to do and it's not that it's affecting my workload then you have to respect this is the stuff that I need from you. And I know a lot of us sometimes are afraid to ask. Don't be, because you're not going to get what you don't ask for. So you have to say, here's what I need. This is, you know, Kate's, this is Kate's uh, playbook. Here's what I need when, because of my chronic illness. I, this is the days off. I'm going to have doctor's appointment. And these are, you know, and you can work with them too and say, look, we can sit together and plan this out. 
so that I will give you advance notice when I have doctor's appointments. I'll give you a two weeks advance notice. Certain things that are out of my, you know, <laughs> that that I can't control, that are out of my control, I'm sorry, I cannot. But here's some of the things I'm willing to, I can give you and talk talk to your manager, talk to your supervisor, talk about what you need and also how you're going to make sure that it doesn't affect your team, doesn't affect the workload, but at the same time, you have to take care of yourself. So making sure and, and asking them, look, I love, if you really love your company, you love your job, you love the person you report to, I love working here. You see my workload. Again, go back to that list of here's all the stuff I've done. I want to be here. What do we need to talk about in order for both of us to be clear on expectations and both of us to be clear on respecting my boundaries? That's it. I mean, you can't do any more. It is not, you can't. Don't take on how somebody's going to react or respond. That's not your job because then you're going to add more stress to your life. Absolutely. But be clear. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Just break it down. I love that you said it's a playbook, like make it Marie's playbook. This is how I can set myself up for success. This is how you can as well. Um, You know, reinforcing those boundaries and and being transparent all the while. So I really appreciate your your feedback. I have another. And with your family. And with your family. Of course. Yes. Yes. Of course. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I have another anonymous question here. What are your thoughts on work from home jobs? I feel torn because having a chronic illness can be very isolating. Working at home could be good for my physical health, but may not be good for my social or mental health. That's a hard one. I would say um, depending on, especially like right now with COVID, if you have the green light from your medical team that yes, you can be in person or you've been vaccinated, whatever the situation is, then look to see if you can have a hybrid. If your company doesn't offer, um, doesn't have an actual physical office, find a co-working space maybe where you can go and at least have some time to meet other people safely, right? Or you can build a team. Like if you have some um, remote team members that don't live too far from you, maybe once a week you can meet safely. Like understanding that right now with COVID, it's a little bit more difficult, but as things get better, you can start to create kind of like these hybrid uh, work situations for yourself. So whether it's finding a co-working space or even speaking to um your company, because maybe you're not the only one who feels like that. And maybe there's a group of you that can, the company can pay for a co-working space. And right now, because a lot of people aren't using them, they're, they're, they actually are looking for people. So something that takes you out of, you know, being home and and just staring at the computer um, all day is, is, is helpful. And even if you can't do that, take a walk, or if there's, again, a team member or neighbor, somebody that you can maybe practice social distance walking with just as a way of exercising and getting out, then do that. Um, just find little ways, but um, look at what works for you. And I think a lot of this is going to be personal. So like, that's why I call it a playbook too, because everything's not everything's going to look the same for all of us. 
Absolutely. And it's about strategy as well, right? Because depending on, I mean, there's certain factors that will always change depending on the company, depending on who's leading the company, depending on where you are in your, in your life um, and, and in your personal journey. So I love that it makes it a little more, more malleable to, to call it a playbook, right? And, uh, and yeah. participatory instead of maybe expecting that things, you know, happen a certain way when you are a minority, let's say in this case, um, or you, you know, you don't want more bias thrown your way and you want to be respected. So I, I love that you're giving that vision of, of the playbook. Um, yeah. I'm going to also, let's see, I'm going to continue on with some questions here. This one has been upvoted a couple and you did touch on this a little bit, so feel free to dive in deeper or we can move on to the next question. So thank you both for taking the time to have this conversation. Any advice for someone who is just getting started in their career with both chronic mental health issues and an autoimmune disease? I'm anxious to discuss my health issues with my boss and program manager because I'm worried it will impact my career trajectory and the opportunities that will be available to me. I know I need support and time off and I don't know how to approach this. Hmm. Yeah, that's difficult. And um, I hope you're, you know, putting yourself, your health first. I would say if you just started the job, um, find a support system maybe outside of work, you know, kind of. I think what you just mentioned earlier is brilliant. Like there could be a makeshift support system right here, right? So maybe outside of work, find that support system. Let them know that in advance, these are the days you're going to need off if it's for like, you're going to, to have a doctor's visit. Again, and if you have sick days, you have sick days, you are entitled to use them. So let, let's, you know, I think a lot of times it's like people don't want to use their sick days or we don't want to call out sick. No, I think COVID has really shown us that anything is possible. We don't know what, you know, tomorrow will bring. And so we have to be mindful of that. Um, I would say if you can create a support system, if you have like family or friends or even professional support system that you can talk to and navigate this, um, because you're new and you're not sure. And I, and I also know because mental health, the stigma around that if you're not unsure of who um, who you're reporting to and the company, I would wait and see, but first build a support system for yourself outside of work. And then, or even you might find some a support system inside of you know the company that that doesn't necessarily in your department or your team. Um, but I would wait and see before I would speak to them just to see who, you know, how they navigate this, how they are going to navigate with you having to deal with this. And it's unfortunate that we even have to have this conversation about career trajectory. Those two don't even, they shouldn't even be in the same sentence. That has nothing to do with it. Mental health or autoimmune should not impact who you are as a leader, what you can contribute, what you can do. And it's unfortunate we even have to think that way. But, um, if you feel that it with this company is not going to, they're not going to be supportive, then I would find outside outside resources to help you as you, you know, move up. And as you move up and you're in a leadership position and you feel comfortable, then you can, you know, express that. But it's it can be difficult because it's like a sacred space. I, I it's hard. So 
I know that earlier I asked folks to to write in the chat box, you know, their preferred way of connecting um, so that you can, you know, share resources, things that have worked for you, you know, things that you have found that have worked for other folks in your community or in your family. So feel free to reach out to folks, you know, after we end this conversation, which is in about 10 minutes. I told you all time would fly. Um, I want to fly. This, <laughs> I want to fly this for, you know, tackling the, the information, the knowledge that you're sharing. So, how do you manage your energy in a day? And if I want to succeed and find the right balance from day to day, um, it takes a lot between taking care about myself and giving everything of myself to do a good job. Oh, goodness. I take it day by day. I'll, I'll, like today, I'll be honest, this morning I woke up, I felt like, I need a couple of more hours. And so I just, you know, my son is virtual learning and I had to tell him, look, I just need to, I made breakfast, but I need to go back and rest and just give myself that time to just let my body feel like I'm ready to do this. Um, you have to take it day by day, sometimes even hour by hour, you have to really, when you wake up or the night before, if you start to feel like, I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. So again, that playbook, go back and say, you might send an email saying, you know what, I'm feeling this way tonight, tomorrow, I might not, but I just wanted to give you a heads up so that tomorrow I may come in, you know, log in late or whatever it is, but you have to take the time to really feel what what's going on. Like, like right now, I know that, for example, I'm trying to find the words and I know that one of the side effects of me getting the infusion is sometimes it affects like, okay, what do, what do I want to say? So I have to be mindful of that. So I'm like, okay, say what you have to say, Marie, don't try to overthink it. So yeah, be kind to yourself. Give yourself some space for grace. I that that should be your line. Like if you feel that you are not going to be able to give a hundred percent then say, Hey, I'm not today. I'm not feeling well. Here's what I can do for today. Anybody have anything, send them a link to your playbook <laughs> or whatever, attach it. Yes. But let them know. <laughs> not today. I, I, it, it's yeah. hard. And it is because you can have, you know, I also have fibromyalgia. So, Anything can on any day can be great and not so great. And you have to remember to tell people, don't judge me. Don't judge my bad days by my good days, because you're going to say you looked great. You were you're energetic. Yeah, I could have that. Doesn't mean I'm going to have it the next two days and make sure people understand that. Yes. Don't judge so. a book by its cover. It's a it's something we should all live by. <laughs> yeah, but all we right. don't. <laughs> but we don't, and we got a lot of work to do. So uh, this is you know advocating for for that um, sacred space. I love that you call it that. Um, so we've got about yeah. seven seven more minutes. I'd love to tackle this one question that has been uh, voted a couple of times, and then um, we'll we'll use the rest of the time for you to leave us with some food for thought. Um, so. Yeah. I'm hesitant to ask for a promotion or more meaningful work because I am anxious about possibly added up stress, about possible added up stress and added flare-ups. Any recommendation oh. for advancing the career while being kind to oneself and health? 
Yeah, um, I, if you know what the job description is, or if you know, like let's say somebody's already in that position, I would speak to them to find out what um, the responsibilities of that job are. You know, just get an understanding. Um, if it's a new position, I would speak to whoever is you'd report to to find out, okay, what are expectations for realistic? What are the expectations? And I just want to know so that I can prepare myself so that I can manage this. Um, and then know, if you know, like, for example, this job requires you to 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And you know that is going to definitely affect, be stressful for you, and you're just not going to be able to manage it, then you need to think about whether you can do this or you can ask, is this really necessary? Like, are those hours necessary or is that something you just put in because, you know, anything can happen. And just in case of emergency, those are the hours. Like find out what exactly is expected. You know, a lot of times those job descriptions or even something with promotion, people just put it in because it's just like, oh yeah, I, I never took that out or we didn't really think about it. So get a clear understanding of what the expectations are for the position, for the promotion, and then think about, okay, if it's something that requires like a lot of writing and writing stresses you out, do you really want to, is it worth the promotion to stress yourself out over writing? Um, but again, if you love writing and it doesn't, it's like, it gives you, energizes you then, yeah, it's not going to be something that's negatively going to, because there's different stress. Like sometimes we get our adrenaline up from things that excite us. So you have to think, does this job excite me or does it deplete me? So if it's going to deplete me, I cannot do it. You know, if it's if I'm going to feel if I'm exhausted just reading this <laughs> description, then I know this is not for me. But if I'm energized and I say, wow, I want to do this and I want to speak to the person, the team members, I want to find out more about it. Find out more about what the promotion entails. What are you going to be doing? And if it excites you and you feel like, no, you know what? It's work, but I'm excited by it. And I can I can manage that stress. But that stress that makes you weighs you down, you don't want that. So really get ask questions. Um, let's not be afraid to ask questions. I, I'm gonna say this. We don't do that as enough as women. You know, men would apply to a job that they meet 60% of the requirements. So we gotta think about let's ask questions. And, ask, and I know sometimes it's used against us, but if you're asking a direct question, then someone has to respond to you, right? Because it's not like you're making an excuse. You're asking a question for more clarity, for more information, whatever the, you know, for a feedback, whatever it is. So ask questions. Absolutely. And accountability as well um, and advocacy. Uh, sometimes people who have no idea what we're going through and they, they kind of need to be uh, presented with the, with the, with other realities so that they can then take that into yeah. consideration and move forward. Um, I do want to, I know I said that I would take that last question, but I think that this is an interesting question as well to, to touch on before we end. So um, what playbook ideas can you recommend for, and if the scenario <laughs> cannot be planned for, for example, if something goes wrong, that would affect your team or should you uh, have some pre-planned actions to make up for lost work? Um, sometimes you can't have pre-planned actions. So, so if it's something where you can, then I would put it in. And again, in that playbook, I would say that 
that, you know, remember I said that there's a stipulation that there's sometimes you can't, you can't have, you can't plan for anything, that there will be times where I have a flare up and, or there will be times where I'm not feeling well. And unfortunately, I cannot give you the hundred percent that um, you're expecting or that you're used to. Um, in that case, you know, is there somebody that can be your backup? Is there somebody on your team that can help you, that can say, you know what, for those days, I've got your back. And then you have their back for, you know, for something that maybe they need. See if you can find a buddy that at work that can help you with that so that you can say, in case I'm not capable of doing this, go to, to Terry. And Terry knows this. And you have this in writing with Terry and you have this agreement so that, now you have somebody who has, you know, who's supporting you and you don't have to worry about it because the last thing you want to do is be sick and then thinking, oh, man, I left my team down and all this. So see if there's someone on your team that can be that. And, and you're for each other. Like, say, look, just understand that I may not be able to give you as much as you're giving me, but I really need this. And you know me and you know my work. So have somebody to that you can refer to to say in the playbook, here's the person. And also, right, there are the days I can't. I really cannot do this. And um, I hope you understand this. And if there's things I can do in advance to help with that, let me know. And then put that in the playbook too. I love it. Something really concrete to lean on. And especially if we get overwhelmed with our emotions or, you know, our, our mental or physical health isn't as strong as it could be on the day we want to just be, you know, a tiger at work. We can't, we have to listen to ourselves. So I love this playbook um, that you're, that you're presenting to us and folks are ringing your, your praises in the general chat. So saying that this has been so insightful and thanking you so much, Marie, for speaking with us today. Uh, with that said, we have a, about one minute left. So I just want to say thank you to everyone. Um, for joining us. Thank you, Marie, for sharing your journey. Um, if you can leave us with some food for thought um, and tell us how we can be in touch with you, um, I will use that to end this conversation. Sure. Um, my food for thought is, you know, take care of yourself. Just remember that this is not something that defines you. This is just something that is part of you. So it doesn't define who you are. You're still able and capable and just remember that you don't owe anyone anything because you're dealing with an illness. You owe yourself grace and you owe yourself the peace that you need in order to be healthy. So I hope that helps you. Um, again, my email is mmroker at gmail.com and I'm at esteem. And if anything I can do to help anyone. I'm more than happy to. Awesome. Thank you, Marie. Thank you so much. And everyone, Thank you will you. get a rewatch email with Marie's information and uh, any resources that she wants to share. So look out for that email. Thank you, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, everyone. <laughs>